This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Empire Home Loans is more than a company. They're a community empowering their brokers for success. In this episode of Good Better Broker, we find out how they're building an empire by focusing on loan originators whose values are as strong as their production numbers. Episode 53 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Justin Hill. He is the business development manager for Empire Home Loans out of Sacramento, California. Justin, great to have you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. So your title, business development manager, means that you are the recruiter for Empire Home Loans. And so much of your focus is on recruiting those retail LOs, bringing them over to the broker channel. And you were telling me as we were talking before this interview that you have had hundreds of conversations with retail LOs. Yep. When you think about that, what stands out to you about those conversations? Um, how common their objections are. I think they all have pretty much the same things, the same hesitations about the broker channel. So it's kind of repeating what I already know about the misconceptions that are spread about being a broker um, from the retail side. And it just comes down to you don't know what you don't know, as cliche as that might be. It's just one of those things that if you're not really given the information, unless you're really trying hard to seek it out as a retail LO, you're not really going to know what it's like being a broker until you're here. So you're at the point now where one, when you hear one of these misconceptions, it's like a little light bulb goes off in your head and, and you just add that to the to the checklist, if you will, the mental checklist of, of different things you've right. heard repeatedly. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So walk me through your approach to recruiting because obviously there are a variety of ways you can do it and you have a few different tools that you rely on. Yeah. So we definitely want to look at people who are... Um, well, I would say I'm an intention seeker. And so I look out for people who are the same in this business. And what I mean by that is I really try to do my due diligence by looking at reviews. If they have social media that's relevant, seeing how they show themselves to their real estate community um, is something important because myself personally, I, I think of myself as a servant to my community business or not business related. And so I really can connect with people that are similar in that facet. So the better I can really understand what their intentions are for their business um, I think the more relevant the conversation it can be. So when you're doing your research, your homework, if you mm-hmm. will, and you're trying to determine, okay, are they good with their real estate partners? Sure. What are you looking for? What specific things are you after when you're doing your homework? Well, so Empire, number one, I, it's definitely going to be somebody that is an experienced loan officer, right? Um, we want people that are going to be wanting to be a part of a winning culture. And so definitely, obviously, production is going to be very important. Um, but really, we have a policy, to be quite frank. Um, so we really want to seek for people that are kind-hearted not only to their borrowers, but also who are willing to give themselves to their team as well. Because as many people understand, this broker world can be lonely at times, depending upon how your company is set up. So having a culture of people around you uh, that are willing to go out and help you without necessarily seeking anything in return. Um, those are the kind of conversations I like to steer towards and kind of understand how their response is with those things and see how they, again, you know, put themselves out there towards their real estate community. And so you can tell a lot by that, well, obviously through reviews, but if they're a little bit more available on social media and get it a feel for that, you know, I have the opportunity to talk to them too. All right. So like you said, you want high producers, but culture yeah. is important. And to prove that, uh, the company had a situation where they actually parted ways with a very high producer because yeah. it just wasn't the right fit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe, our second highest producer at the time. And 
you know, the comp- the owners just sat down and just said, hey, this is not really working from a fit perspective. I don't believe that your values match ours. And it was a testament to show not only to obviously the rest of the company, but um, to those out there who have heard about Empire or learning about the broker world that um, we mean serious business when it comes to having people that are, are just kind, really. I, and I know it's a very foundational, um, you know, quality about somebody, but there's a lot of people in this industry, obviously, that really have a, a huge ego, number one, but also do the do the job that they do because of income. And so obviously, it's going to be something important. We want our LOs to feed their families and build a business for themselves. But um, we really strive to seek out people who are willing to go out there and strive for much more than that in terms of impacting their community. Okay. So when you identify a prospect, Mm -hmm. how are you going about reaching out to them? Is it cold calls? Is it a text? Is it asking them to jump on a Zoom with you? What have you found success with? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to give a shout out to Miles. He is the owner and CEO of Bonzo. It's a communications platform. So if you've never heard of it, very helpful tool when it comes to communicating, especially with a lot of people at one time. Um, So Bonzo is a tool that I use for communication. And really, I start with companies, obviously, that are relevant. People know about larger retail companies. And then go from production and then narrow it down to even specific markets that maybe we're looking to grow in and really seeing how, again, they present themselves, looking at the reviews, trying to do as much as I can to have something I can relate to them on outside of just business. I really want to be able to connect with somebody right off the jump about things that are important to them because not only everybody wants to talk about becoming a broker all the time or about business necessarily all the time unless there's something in it for them. And so I really have to connect with their heart, connect with their, again, intentions first before we can even get to the business aspect. We talked about some of the misconceptions and Mm -hmm. the myths that exist in the retail channel about brokers and you are huge on educating. Yes. So how do you, how do you go about that? And what are you looking to provide to these people in terms of education? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I have to give it to the way that the owners set up the company. Um, All three of them work, work very well into the business. Um, Each have a particular hand and different role that they play. Um, And as well as our training department too, as well, because they are the ones who really help take the loan officers over the bridge, as we like to call it, or over the wall. Um, I really just like to educate them about what the structure looks like for their borrower in terms of a cost. Why is it that brokers can afford to give these kinds of rates that are available, have this product availability, get paid more, um, and seeing how, or educating them, I guess, on how their cost is in terms of where they're at with their retail company. Most of them have a very similar setup because they have salaries that are overhead of a, a building, a managers, um, operations team, all these things. So really educating them on why their costs are so high, why their rates are high, why they're facing comp cuts, why they're facing product cuts, um, things of that nature too. Because again, this is a relationship-based business at the end of the day, no matter how large empire or anybody else gets, whether if it's social media or word of mouth, um, people still want to be educated about the process, especially loan officers. Um, they're very, can be very analytical in a good way. So trying to make sure that I can get them to see the business structure of it. So that way, when they come over to empire, they know how to uh, build a brand for themselves. Another thing that's important for you is explaining to them that brokers are better for the consumer. That's right. And, you know, early on in a recruiting process, you may not think that that's the approach you would take. Maybe you talk about things like comp structure and some of the products and different things you just mentioned, but right. why is that piece so crucial to you? Well, I think number one, it allows me to not waste my, my time or the loan officer's time of who I'm talking to if that's not important to them, because I know as crazy as it sounds, maybe they just do it to maybe get off the phone or whatever. But um, when I bring those kinds of things up and show them statistics about how much they their borrowers can save working with a broker versus somebody in retail, um, they kind of, you know, often they will 
whack it off, they'll laugh or whatever and try to not really give me the time of day often. And again, it's it's something that's important for me. So if, if I can get them to go, oh, wow, or you get that aha moment for a second where they pause and they have to think, I think that's the most important thing because you really get to feel for how they are going after their real estate community and how they like to serve their community again. I want to ask you now about objections because certainly <laughs> you, you've had these in, in these conversations, yeah. these hundreds of phone calls you've had. Absolutely. What are some of the common ones you've gotten? Um, well, I think we had talked about it before the show, leads, uh, lead generation, um, how you are able to build a business on the broker side, right? Because I know often retail has a structure of uh, lead gen. So that's definitely one of them. Um, team structure too. People really care about their team that they're with and it's understandable when it comes to processors, LOAs, things like that. So that's definitely an important part. And just being uh, scared, scared of that move, scared of that shift. It's a really big change. It's almost it, it's not necessarily changing a career necessarily, but um, you're really taking that step forward to become an entrepreneur in the mortgage industry. And some people just don't necessarily have faith in themselves. So I like to try to see how I can instill faith in them and, uh, you know, kind of let them reassure them know that it's not as scary as it might seem. And I think, again, back to we were talking about ownership and the transi transition department that we have, they are the ones who have set up the platform to make my job easy because not many brokers have an entire transition and training department that um, we can bring LOs over from the retail world and really give them the best landing uh, transitioning over to the broker side. Yeah, that that dedicated training and transition mm -hmm. team that Empire has, how much does that aid in your efforts? Because like you said, for a lot of these retail LOs, that's half the battle or even more sometimes is, is convincing them that it's going to be a smooth transition to broker. Listen, love Michael Jordan. What would he be without Scottie Pippen or Dennis Rodman? I mean, one can say one way or the other, but um, they are definitely the ones that help me execute my job. I mean, people can love myself, love my rapport, love my company as much as they want, but if they don't have the right system set up in place, um, the right training that they need to be able to come over and be successful on this side of things, it's my job's nothing. It's obsolete. I, I really have no value to bring without them because they are the ones who really are in the, the trenches. And they're a testament of the both of them who lead our department, um, Cameron and Carol. They've been brokers for over 20 plus years. They've transitioned over 100 loan officers from the retail world over to the broker side within the last year and a half, two years. So they've really ironed out their process and um, they know what they're doing. Another thing that you're very intentional about, Justin, is yeah. not bashing retail. In yes. fact, when we were talking in the lead up, you said that retail is actually okay for newcomers to the industry, but... That does have a shelf light, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, retail, you'll hear it from one of our owners, Julie Arbrough. She has a retail lens and a background, and she really had the intention of building Empire with the best of both worlds in mind from retail and brokering because she'll tell you, hey, you know what? It fed my family for a long time. It allowed me to really grow and have a successful career, but it was just a cost structure that started to shift. And it's not, again, that retail is bad. It's just necessarily the cost structure is more affordable for the borrowers over here on this side, but it also is more lucrative for the loan officers here on this side. And when you really have a brand built for yourself and you are not relying on management to direct you to tell you your daily task, uh, lead you know, having lead generation issues or anything like that, and you really understand the mortgage industry, um, this is where you can step out and be an entrepreneur and again, build a brand for yourself. So let's say you have a conversation with a retail LO and they say, look, I appreciate your call. I appreciate yeah. the time, but I'm really happy with my situation. Thanks, but no thanks. You actually consider that a win because if something changes down the road, then you can step right in. Well, listen, I've been in sales since I was 18. And if I can have a conversation, they don't click the moment I tell them who I am or where I'm from. I think that's a win. So um, anything after that? Yeah, absolutely. Because 
more often than not, to be quite honest, many people I talk to are much more friendly than you would imagine. Um, I, I think it comes to a testament of you, you had asked me before the show about, is it a sales pitch? Is it a sales? Approach? I have nothing to sell, to be quite frank. I, I don't have a lucrative uh, signing bonus or anything like that to offer them. So um, it really comes down to, again, just getting a sense of their intentions for their business and getting a feel for their heart of uh, what they want to do with the rest of their career. Because it's not about just how they want to service their borrowers. It's, hey, where do you see yourself in five years with this industry? Um, it, you know, are you going to do this job because you like it? And it you know pays the bills. Do you love it? And it's going to you know be something that you want to make a career. Or do you want to live it? And really, uh, you know, as Matt Ishby and a lot of the the leadership here, they've really made that a testament to say, you know what, these are the kind of people that are meant to be brokers. And so that's where that comes from for sure. Have you had situations like this where you know you'll have that phone call? They'll say not interested. And then something in their situation changes yeah. and they reach back out to you. Yeah, absolutely. So we had talked a little bit earlier about when there's comp, you know, couldn't, excuse me, comp plans that get cut, whether there's product availability, they get shrunk. Um, there's a lot of different things that retail can do that can really hinder the loan officer's business unbeknownst to them without them having any control or any way to pivot. Um, and so, yeah, often they, when I have those conversations, if I have a great relationship with them or if I stay in touch with them, whether it be text messages, emails, calls, um, or all of this, all of the three, um, it allows them to kind of have a, a channel of communication. I let them know that, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and bother you. My intentions aren't to call you a bunch of times and waste your time. I'm just, Hey, if I can give you free education about the broker side, um, what are the chances that down the road when something does change, that I'll have an opportunity to just earn 10 minutes of their time so I can educate them a little bit about empire. All right. You said you've been doing sales since you were 18. So yeah. you already know this, but you know, sales 101 is asking open-ended questions and asking people about themselves. And you do that every single time. And yeah. yet you get a lot of LOs who are really surprised that you take the time to ask them about what's important to them. Yeah. Because I think in the retail side, right, most of the companies are fairly large and there's not a lot of uh, they don't necessarily have a lot of say in how the company is shifted or what's directed to help them, right? Um, and so it's the systems are kind of set up in place and this is how it is. And if it fits for you, okay. Uh, we have an opportunity as brokers to, as I said before, pivot, whether if it's between different lenders, if it's different underwriters, processors, um, self-processing, all these different things that brokers have an opportunity to take control of their business with. Uh, allows them to really have that full autonomy and which is just not really available as much on the retail side of things. One thing uh, I wanted to also ask you about your strategy when it comes to identifying potential recruits. Uh, and you said this, and I love this. You said, don't spray and pray. What <laughs> yeah. does that mean? Yeah, well, it's funny because I actually, uh, I sit in the office with some of the ownership, some other LOs. And so they'll come up to me all the time and show me you know, big mass text messages from different companies um, and some that go to our owners who don't even originate. They're not loan officers. And so they, they get recruiting text messages and emails and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, they, you know, I get a good laugh of it. I get to see, you know, where their strategy is. And obviously that's why when I get on the phone with some of these loan officers, they're like, Oh, they they, say, they hear me on from Empire Home Loans. You sometimes you hear a sigh, and I'm like, oh, who hurt you? Like, am I the eighth, tenth call today, fifteenth? So, uh, they're getting a lot of of calls right now, and that's just a testament to our market side. There's a lot of shift, right? And so a lot of people are kind of poking their head around and seeing, hey, again, what does the next five years of my business look like? Especially in this market, in this industry, uh, the last year has been challenging for everybody, and so it's really allowed that opportunity for 
them to, you know, again, seek around, look at what's out there and allow me to have that conversation, that connection with them. All right. Last thing I got for you, if there are other brokers out there listening to this, I know you have your own way of going about this and Empire is certainly having a lot of success, but what are a few pieces of advice you would offer up to others in the wholesale channel about having success with recruiting LOs from retail? Yeah. Well, number one, I think UWM has obviously set a great standard for this and as cliche as this is going to be because everyone says that they have culture, but they don't even know really what culture looks like often because it's dictated by whatever the conglomerate of the of the company above them right and so um i definitely brokers have an opportunity to shift the culture and, and mold their culture to how they want um, in terms of who their producers are how they want their teams built out so again being somebody that is an intention seeker looking for people that represent your brand the way you want it to and where in the idea of how you have it in your brain so i think that is number one for sure um i think number two people who are comfortable with getting uncomfortable as you have to in this market, you have to get tricky. You have to get out of your comfort zone, whether if it's social media, if it's going out to open houses again. I know we have a lot of loan officers who've been in the industry for a long time. Like, I'm not going to open houses anymore. I, it's not what I do. I hate the you know getting behind camera. There's so many different ways that you can get creative with being able to brand yourself and reach out to people. So I think people who are representing themselves as a brand in the retail world and somebody that wants more for themselves outside of just a, a job and even a career, someone where they can build a business for themselves on the broker side. Well, you are having a lot of success <laughs> in what you are doing recruiting from, re- from retail and we wish you uh, nothing but the best moving forward as you and the team continue to build and grow. Justin Hill from it. Empire Home Loans. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.